What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Boys Talking 49ers Football with my co-host, Pete and Brandon. Gentlemen, the, your San Francisco 49ers, our San Francisco 49ers, are heading Ooh. to Vegas, to the Raiders' home, to play the other team that the Raiders hate, the Chiefs, in the Super Bowl. Revenge, revenge, revenge of 2019. Brandon, how are you feeling about the Super Bowl run? I'm feeling good, bro. You know, I'm ready for this uh, for us to become champions all together. Um, that was a scare for sure on sun, uh, Sunday. But uh, at the end of the day, dude, we pulled out and we freaking got a, we got a dub and we're going on to the, to the boat. Absolutely. What about you there, uh, Senor Pete? Dog, as old as I already am, I just lost a few more years <laughs> by that by halftime. Uh, I feel feel great now. I feel revitalized now. I'm still lacking of energy because I lost. I just lost a whole bunch of it during that game. <laughs> but yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Like, uh, no matter, no, doesn't matter what anybody has to say now. The critics about whoever, whatever. It doesn't matter. We're in the Super Bowl. Now it's just us versus the Chiefs. Exactly. All right. My Instagram texts are coming in from Instagram. I love it. I love it. I love it. They're, they're popping up. That's what they, That's how it works. Yeah, guys, we are heading to the Super Bowl. It wasn't pretty. No pun intended. It wasn't pretty. These two uh, playoff games. 2019, we coasted through the Vikings. And then the Packers. We had to go through the NFC North to get to the Super Bowl. Same scenario this time. We had to go through the NFC North, Packers, and Lions. But it wasn't as easy. It was more challenging. It was more nerve-wracking. It's like Niners. If you didn't try to kill us against the Packers by making us nervous, you're like, wait, 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 Niner fans. Wait, wait, wait. If you thought you were going to be the edge of your seat against the Packers, wait until you watch the Lions game. Because I'm going to be honest with you guys, going into that half, I don't know if I was encouraged about winning the Super Bowl. I, didn't, I mean, winning, going to the Super Bowl. I honestly thought, shit, this is going to be a Cinderella year for the uh, Detroit Lions, first Super Bowl ever. Uh, we just can't stop anybody on defense, we're getting gashed. Listen, when you have when you're third and twelve, and they run the ball and nobody yeah. touches them for Jeez. a first down, untouched. That wasn't a good sign. Then in the same series, it's a third and eighteen, and they they give it to St. Brown, untouched until he gets the first down. Those were devastating moments. Uh, before we go any further, Pete and Brandon, I'm going to ask Pete first. What were your thoughts on those two particular drives where they gave up a third and 12 on a run and then a third and 18 on a pass? Honestly, I was, I didn't even, I couldn't even, the first one I got mad. The first one I got mad. The second one, I was just like, okay, I mean, this is where you just leave it in the hands of God and let it, and let what, let the chips fall how they, how they, they're going to go. Go like you know, it's just 
<sighs> this team has been frustrating, frustrating on defense to watch all season long. We have all world players all over this defense. And I had been complaining about Steve Wilkes all season long. And and I didn't stop during the game. And it was just uh, I, I tweeted out a lot of things during the game, mainly out of emotion. But at the same time, it was that's all I could think about was just that this this is just this is not this defense. This is not the defense that uh, that we thought we were getting coming into this season. And uh, but now we, we have to lean on our offense. And our offense isn't looking so hot right now. So Kyle, you know you're going to have to come and pick us up for once, and not and not lean on the defense to get us through. So, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Brandon? Uh, dude, <clears throat> we talked about this on Sunday and yesterday, Beto. Um, during the game, especially that first half, I I felt like it was done. Um, I was starting to lose confidence a little bit when we were down, what was it, 21-7 at half. Um, and then my brother-in-law and a couple of my friends who were watching the game with me were like, no, don't. Oh, they're going to come back. They're going to come back. It's literally only the first half. And sure enough, you see play after play after play in, in the second half. And um, I got hyped up again, and I was, I was feeling, all right, dude, this game's ours now. Like. But I, I'll admit it, like I, I did lose a little bit of confidence in that first half. No cap. Yeah, yeah, bro. Any, <laughs> anybody, honestly, anybody, uh, listen. Uh, we have here. Uh, let me bring up this comment real quick. Um, is it this one here? I knew we could come back. I was calm the whole time. Listen, Jay, your third. Uh, hey, if you were calm, kudos to you, my friend. Kudos to you um, that you were able to be calm under those conditions. Uh, I wasn't. I was more like, oh, crap. Oh, crap. We did not work this hard. We did not go through everything that we went through through the regular season to get to this point to lose like this. Okay, losing is bad enough. Losing is bad enough, period. What's up, Ismael? But losing the way we were going to lose if we would have lost that game was humiliating. But the Niners kind of looked, went into the half, looked into the mirror, looked at themselves. These are veterans. These are not rookies. These are veterans that have been here before. They regrouped, refocused. They know what they had to do. And the ball had to bounce our way as well. It's not just regrouping, right? It's mm -hmm. also that the ball had to bounce our way, and it did. It did that throw to Brandon Ayute, which hit the guy, went through the guy's hands, hit him in the helmet, face him, bounced, mm -hmm. and then the if that thing would have bounced to the opposite side of uh, Ayute, it would have been an incompletion to bounce the way it did and Ayute to be aware to catch that ball. I don't know mm -hmm. about you guys, but that to me felt like a turn of events. The momentum has shifted, and it's like if there was any hope that we can still win this, it was in that particular play. Um, Pete, what was going through your mind when Brock Purdy 
step back, let it go, and it was heading towards the defender's hands. What were you thinking, bro? I mean, I thought it was going to end up being an incomplete pass. I didn't think the guy was actually going to catch it. Like, okay. uh, I was just hoping for a penalty. <laughs> I was hoping that uh, that there was a penalty because Ayuk isn't the greatest of jump ball guys. Let's just be honest. And uh, But what what I was thinking at the time is just, I'm just glad that he's airing it out because they've got to loosen up this defense somehow. The defense was kind of sitting on all their – on their their whole passing offense up to that point, so I was kind of happy that he that he threw it, but it it really, you know, I it was one of those plays, you know, in the playoffs things happen, weird plays happen. Sometimes the ball bounces off of Jaquaski Tart's uh, hands, like in a, in a in an NFC Championship game uh, that could seal a game. And there's just there's just plays that kind of turn the tide of a game, and that was one of those game. That was one of those plays. Uh, the the 49ers were struggling mightily on offense at the time, so that's what they needed. They needed to get loose, and after that, it was like a tidal wave. Uh, so yeah, like all of a sudden, all of the momentum shifted, and uh, and then a whole bunch of things started. They started missing. They couldn't catch the ball. Uh, then we get a fumble. Like all the things, it just it just was like a tidal wave. All everything happened so quick, but yeah, that was that was how I felt about it. Yeah, it was it was. I, you know, I'm with you. I don't think it was going to be an interception either. I thought incompletion at the very worst, but great awareness for uh, Brandon to 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 make that play. Uh, big time players make big time plays in crunch time, and that's what a Uke did. Uh, Brandon, what was your what was your gut telling you, bro, when that ball was? launched and and it looked like oh crap that could have been intercepted do you think it would have been intercepted as well or did you just think it was going to be incompletion um well first off that was um that was the play call that they were going for in the first place uh the only way it would have been uh incomplete was because of that pass interference on the defense mm-hmm. on Ayuk. that was clearly before even the ball came down because um, honestly, I think either way, Ayuk would have. But remember, caught. they picked up the flag. No, I know, I know. I think they would have um, kept the penalty if if he hadn't caught it. Yeah, okay. I agree. That's why I, I think they picked up the flag just because that clearly it was a pass interference. No, no, I'm agreeing. No, it, agree- no, it, it should have been illegal contact. It should have been illegal yeah, legal contact. Well, that, yeah. the, you saw the defender go right into Ayuk. Um, Ayuk was going for that ball, and I think he would have caught it. To be honest with you. Um, yeah. But like uh, Ayuk said in the post game, there was a, a little ladybug on his shoe uh, before yeah. the game, <laughs> and it just fucking it just happened. It was yeah. so called luck. So I mean, Thank the God high for the ladybug from Ayuk was just phenomenal on getting ladybug. that ball. Hey, forget about Lamar Jackson MVP. Let's give it to the ladybug. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's gonna be our new catchphrase now. Shout out yeah. to the ladybug. Yeah, that's the true MVP. The lady back brought more uh, play than Lamar did on his game. But uh, yeah, I'm with you, Brandon. You're being I'm with too you. real. You're being yeah. too real. Don't don't say anything bad about Lamar. Because oh. I mean, God knows, might uh, you can't say Lamar's anything bad about Lamar in the playoffs. Yeah, Lamar. Yeah, dude, he doesn't wow. deserve the the MVP. But that's a whole different discussion yeah. for another day, man. He does not. What's up, David Villa? My beautiful wife Renee's in the house. Welcome, Ronnie Montoya. 
is in the house. What's up, Ryan Montoya? How you doing, sir? Good to see you. Um, but yeah, bro, I'm with you. It, it was a crazy, bizarre game. Uh, the whole giving up the gashes and, and the first quarter, second quarter, it looked dim. It looked like, man, is this it? But one thing I'm very, very proud, and I want to give a hell of a applause, is that that stadium was still full in the second half. Maybe because the prices are expensive for a NFC championship game, but nobody left. Uh, you know, a lot of teams would leave, you know, that, oh, my God, because it wasn't that we was just down 24-7 in the half. It's the way the Lions were dominating on both sides of the ball that could discourage fans not to stay, right? Or encourage fans not to stay and have them leave. But they stood their ground. They stayed faithful. The word faithful was true to itself, and they got rewarded. We all got rewarded by seeing the greatest comeback in a very long time by a quarterback that, according to many idiots, nobody, not naming names, Eric or, or, or Nick Wright, um, <laughs> called him a game manager. Yeah. Call him uh, this sure or that. He can't put the, he can't put the team on his back. He can't yeah. no four points against the Packers is not is nothing. I want to see him be uh, behind double digit points. Well, seventeen points is more than is double digits. Yeah. Okay. And he brought him back, and he put that team on his back with those unscripted runs. There's you're not going to sit there and tell me those runs were scripted. They were unscripted. He was going to get that, that beautiful throw to uh, Juice where he was Mr. Valerina. Beautiful catch, by the way. That was beautiful. That that throw that kind of scared me to uh, Jawan Jennings over to the, uh, you know, when he threw to his uh, uh, right. And I'm like, but that looked like kind of like a Patrick Mahomes type of throw. Big time players make big time plays. This kid was unstoppable. I don't know about you guys. But going, the defense, you know what? Isn't this funny? The defense worries me more and going into the Super Bowl than, than the offense. In the 2019, I was more worried about the offense than I was the defense. But if we get the defense that we know we have that played in the second half of the Lions game, this game's going to be interesting. What worries you, Brandon, more, the offense or the defense going into the Super Bowl? Dude, that defense is... Trying to get suspect to me. Um that especially that front line, dude. The the one part that we invested the most in this season, and they're getting freaking bullied. Um, I mean, yes, Nick Bosa had two sacks in Sunday's game, but man, like where was our, our running defense at? Like, we were getting demolished out there. So they need they need to clean that stuff up for sure. Because Isaiah Pacheco is no joke as well, mm. um, you know, and um, just defense needs to step up. The way they played in that second half is what I want to see all game come Super Bowl. It's plain and simple. Like, we know what kind of defense we have. Go out there and show it. No more of this nonsense bullshit that we've been seeing the past two weeks, okay? I'm with this you, bro. Is, we can't start slow. It. Not against Patrick Mahomes. We start slow, start slow against Patrick Mahomes. 
let's give it up. I mean, we cannot start slow against Patrick Mahomes. Uh, mm-hmm. But th- but this offense of, of, of the Chiefs, Pete, it's not the same offense they had in 2019. No. They had Hill. They had Watkins. They had um, – right. I like, forgot who else they had. The role, the roles really are reversed. Yes. Like uh, mm-hmm. if you really think about it. It because really the 49ers, the 49ers had a an all world defense at the time, mm-hmm. and then they had, uh, and then their offense was the one that was just kind of like we would do enough to win games, and mm-hmm. and now the roles have reversed. Pat is as much as I love Pat Mahomes. I think Pat Mahomes is is one of the greatest of all time. Oh yeah, already. like, uh, but as much as, as great as he is, they struggled to score points. The they most they ever scored they, thirty twice in the whole season, yeah, only twice. Like they struggle. They struggle to score points. They don't have a lot of weapons on the outside. Um, they have Kelsey, and they have uh, Pacheco, and Rasheed Rice, and that's it. So it's um, it's it's going to come down to like, uh, can the 49ers do what the what the Chiefs did la- last time we faced them in the Super Bowl, which is just be too much offense. Just too much offense for uh, for them to overcome, and can they score more points than than the Chiefs do? And that's really what it comes down to. And don't succumb. And hopefully, Andy Andy Reid doesn't realize he's up ten in the fourth quarter and just stops running the ball entirely. Because <laughs> that's what happened to us in the Super Bowl last time. Is we were up we were up two scores in the fourth quarter, and and uh, Shannon just forgot how to run the ball. Yeah, hopefully mm-hmm. that. And listen. Uh, to to Shani's point, uh, credit, excuse me, in this NFC Championship, we fell behind, as we all know, and he did not abandon the run. No, he, he did not. Not abandon, and I love no. that about him. I mean, he that's what not. we said we needed. Yep. That was what we, we've been begging for him to run the ball. Yes. <laughs> like, uh, and and magically, we get 33 carries in that, in that game, and voila. Yep. Offense, over 30 points. Like it's it's amazing how that works, and people are gonna say, "Oh well, you know, it it wasn't just because they ran the game; the run game was just working." But that's not the case. No. He was run. He just ran the ball to set up everything else, and that's really what it's about. the the uh, The play action was working because they were running the ball. They didn't have to play the drop back game. Brock only threw the ball thirty times. <laughs> like uh, that's that. Those are the keys. 31 times, but regardless, 30 times. No, I, I hear you. Uh, and like uh that those are the those were my keys to the game was that they had to run the ball and Brock needed to be needed to throw the ball 25 to 30 times a game. He did not need to be if he was going to throw the ball 40 times a game uh again, it was going to it was not going to be good. So, I was I was really happy to see uh all of everything that transpired. It, it looked like Shanny, like a light bulb went off, finally. Yeah, m- most definitely. I was, uh, I was uh, nervous that because we've fallen behind, are we going to start throwing the ball like crazy? Uh, when you have Christian McCaffrey, the best running back in the NFL, how? And but Shanny had different plans. He used them. He continued to run, set up the the play action, and we were able to move the ball. Plus, we got a couple of bounces that strip uh fumble Double. that was beautiful <laughs> i mean it was a rookie mistake by the running back i i, I think yeah. a veteran rook 
a veteran back would have not done that because of the exchange was kind of wrong. I think a veteran would have just fouled to his to the ground and just lived to play another day. The fact that there was a rookie, Gibbs is a wonderful rookie. He's going to be a great running back, but he was a rookie. He made a rookie mistake, and we took advantage on it. Uh, Gibson uh, stripped it, and uh, Eric Armstead was there to recover. And although he, um, although he was uh, on that play, we had to run it in. I think we scored on that series, right? On that, so we were yeah. able to. T- I believe, if I'm not mistaken, field. we tied it. Yeah, on we had that. short. Yeah, yeah, we had short field. So everything, I mean, from being seven, 24, uh, 24 to 7, was it in a, in a span of, what, six, seven minutes? The next year you know we're tied up? Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy fast. Dude. And what, I want to say what's up to my guy, Twin. Like, uh, he, like, what's uh, up, Twin? He, he has been, he has been calling, he has been calling these games. He's been on my show the last two weeks. And, like, he has just been calling everything that he's saying. It just comes to pass. So, like, uh. I got to say big up to my guy. What's up? Twin Empire in the house. What's up, brother? Good to see you. There was a question, not that I'm going to divert from where we're speaking, but there was a question that was brought up earlier, and I would love for uh, Pete to address this. He looks like he loves the linemen. So Roberto Davis brought up a question. He says, McKivitt is no better or worse than McClinchy. Do you see the Niners addressing the O-line? In the draft or free agency, Trent can't play forever. You want me to take this? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, I would hope so. I've been asking. I've been really begging them to draft an offensive tackle the last two, the last two drafts. Uh, The last two drafts uh, in my mock drafts, I picked two, two offensive tackles in both of them. (laughs) And it's, uh, but the 49ers seem to only do things when they absolutely need to, or they pull one out of their hat and they just make a crazy trade. So who, who knows, who knows what could happen in that draft. I don't necessarily think that, that they're going to draft somebody high. I man in the first round. I mean, I think the last offensive lineman they drafted high was McGlinchey and yeah. uh, nine overall uh, in the so first round. I, I, ah, I don't know, but I would hope so. I would hope so. I have a feeling it's going to be a defensive, a defensive lineman, but, but just because it's the 49ers, but, but I would love for them to do uh to draft attack. Yeah, I, I, I would too. And I think they will address that. Not only for the fact that, that um, uh, McKivitz wasn't as good, but he was decent. I think they're going to try to find eventually the replacement for Trent Williams. And I think that's, I wouldn't be surprised. I want to ask you, Brandon, if you're, if you will be surprised or not that they go with a tackle uh, in the first pick uh, in this year's draft. Uh, do you think they'll go tackles? I know we, they're, they're notorious for going defensive line. Um, that, what shocked me more this time around? Do you think they go to for an offensive lineman with their uh, first round pick? I want them to, but they're going D line. I already know it. They do really? it every single year. Doesn't <laughs> matter what it is. Doesn't matter how good our line is already. Yeah. They're gonna pick a defensive line guy. So just be ready for that. Don't be shocked or surprised. 
I'd be surprised if they actually do pick a freaking right tackle or anybody in the offensive line. Yeah. Uh, that's like clearly the priority that they need to work on, but I doubt they're going to do it in the draft. That's an interesting take uh, because I, I, you know, as much as I'm with you, Brandon, they always go defensive linemen, mm-hmm. but they have to realize that you're not going to pick up an offensive lineman in the free agent. And if you do, you're oh, going to pay an arm and a leg, right? Yeah. And if there, but let's just say there is one that comes up, you're going to pay money for that individual. You're looking at trying to bring in and keep Brandon and you, um, and some other guys. I don't think that's the smart way to go. Uh, drafting offensive linemen. And I know you can pick in the fourth, fifth and say, listen, when you get corners, linebackers, certain spots, I can see them going in the fifth, sixth and seven. When you're talking about offensive linemen, you better pick them in the first three rounds. How much how much did they they pay for Trent Williams? And I'm uh, talking about for the draft comp the draft compensation. Oh, what, just what, a third a third and a fifth? Yeah. So don't think that that's not a possibility. That's all I'm saying. Like uh, is that 49ers like in the NFL in general. They're but they took a chance be, on Trent, bro. They took a they, chance because they did. he hasn't they played did. for a whole year and it paid off. Yeah. But if you bring some, they, you bring a top lineman, bro, it's not going to be the same. Well, I mean, it wasn't so much of a gamble. Like uh it, he was already he was already known. There was a bunch of teams that wanted to trade for him. And uh, Kansas City like, was uh, one of them. Yeah, so it it's not like uh, it's not like it wasn't a bidding war. That was what they they got what they could get for Trent Williams. And like but don't think that they that they aren't going to be looking at some some middle-aged uh, offensive lineman mm. that that might just be coming out of their prime uh and just trade a third or fifth for for that for that guy. Like I there's just a lot of options. I don't want us to pigeonhole ourselves into thinking that it can only be a draft. Like every single year during this time in the offseason, things just happen that shock the hell out of everybody. So just don't be surprised. I think that they are going to get a lineman regardless and a tackle regardless. Uh, It'll just be interesting to see how they do it. Yeah. Uh, Real quick, I just want to address Ronnie Montoya. Um, Don't quite understand your question because, uh, you know, you know, he's referring that doesn't look like himself in the playoffs. Do you he think it's well. due to the injury or, or, or just getting back into football? I don't know about you guys, well. but this guy is playing. I mean, he's dominating in these two playoff games. Yeah. He is dominating. He's killing. Kinlaw Armstead is, is like arguably dominant. the best defensive lineman other than Nick Bosa in that middle he's stopping the run he's putting pressure he's not getting sacks and, and that's a that's a misleading thing with a sack i love sacks you want to finish um a pressure with a sack you you know you want to get home i understand all that but you got to look at the all 22 you got to look at how disruptive is he is he taking on two defenders is he pushing the pocket back is he putting pressure on the quarterback to step outside instead of stepping in those are the things that armstead has been doing uh uh, since he came back, I don't think we win none of these games without him. Uh, this kid is special. I want to get your thoughts on this real quick. Uh, start with Brandon, and then real quick with Pete. Has Armstead, in your opinion, made a huge difference since he's been back in the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, when he was out, 
I mean, you could tell that we missed him a lot. And once he came back in, um, he's been playing a lot better. Um, looks like his uh, plantar fasciitis uh, went away because uh, that's been bugging him. Or he's fighting yeah. through it, but yeah. Oh, yeah, that too. Um, but no, he looks, he's been looking good, man. I mean, like, yes, like, they've been running, opponents have been running on us like crazy, but I mean, Armstead's still getting there and making, uh, making plays. Um, the only one that I would say that be concerning for me on the line right now is Chase Young, but Armstead's been looking fine. Yep. Well, go ahead, uh, Pete. I mean, Chase Young looked actually pretty good in this last game. He didn't. He he was kind of hit. It was kind of hit or miss. Like, but it was, he actually looked a lot better than he. He had played been. really good in the second half. Yeah, he he looked a lot better than he had been looking. Uh, but uh, Kinlaw has been a monster for the last yeah. two games. They said he's he's got the most tackles out of any. I saw a stat today. He has the most tackles of any defensive tackle in the playoffs. And like, uh, and which is crazy because he's a because pl- he's a platoon player, he's a rotation guy. But the 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 thing about uh, Armstead is that he's on a pitch count as well, and so he gets a chance to come in fresh legs. I think he's been what Armstead does. He does. He's doing what Armstead does. He pushes the pocket. Uh, the quarterback isn't able to j- just step up in the pocket, and that's the important thing. Uh, but it's not helping in the run. The run fits because our guy, our linebackers. What I noticed in this last game was our linebackers just aren't filling the gaps. It's it's really weird. They're kind of trying to guess which gap they're going to go into instead of just filling their gaps. And it's uh, so. I don't know. I think Armstead is playing okay. I think that it really comes down to Fred and uh, and Greenlaw and the and that back end like uh to, to help out with the run and mm-hmm. uh but but yeah i think armstead's playing okay yeah I, i'm with you uh armstead is playing great football uh kinlaw has been killing it uh the one that i was a little disappointed at, and I, the, during the game I was, I was disappointed in uh hargrave i thought he was being uh handled by a mm-hmm. backup guard but i watched the all 22 yesterday last night and that boy was being doubled the whole game. The whole game. Yeah, so this is why uh, during the game and everything happening so fast, it, things can be misleading. You can look at a player like, oh, my God, he's getting his ass kicked by a backup. Uh, so this guy was being double teamed. They were giving him help. Yes. Uh, uh, so, Which is why Bosa got, got over yes, the two snacks. Yes. Oh, and True. that True. on that – I don't know if it was his first or second uh, sack. I love what, what uh, I was going to say D'Amico, but I love what uh, Steve Wilkes did, where he called the blitz with Greenlaw and mm-hmm. and made uh, p- uh, number 58 pick who mm-hmm. you're going to defend. Greenlaw that's yeah. coming straight at you or Bosa that's coming around you. And that was a beautiful call because it allowed Bosa to come through and get Jerry Goff on the ground. So uh, that was a beautiful call. People out there that, that wanted uh, Steve Wilkes again fired in the first half, listen, guys, you got to watch film. No disrespect. I'm not here to disrespect no one. You got to watch. Does he make some calls that question your – is he D'Amico Ryans? No. Did I like D'Amico Ryans a little bit better? Yes. But um, I don't see a lot of stunts in the front. But what he's been doing 
It's been good football. He made his proper adjustments, and he came on pretty good. Pete, I know you want to say something. Heavily disagree. <laughs> Heavily disagree. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Sure. Go no, ahead. no. Go ahead. Sure. I'll, like, I want to hear what you say disagree. about him. Heavily disagree. I feel like he puts Tom. us in bad spots. I feel like he puts us in bad spots. I feel like guys are left on islands to, to get tackles. And if they don't make the tackle, it looks like, okay, well, they just got a bunch of missed tackles. When in the past, we had had our defensive coordinator, not just D'Amico, but Sala was big on this as well, is of just go. He wanted those guys playing like their hair was on fire and just go after the guy, everybody, gang tackling. And that's really what it was about. I don't, I feel like Steve Wilkes has these guys thinking too much. And like yeah. that's there, it's all about the, the his scheming and not just playing football. Uh, like uh, it's the coverage, the coverages just don't make sense to me. And when he, bl- and it's, it's really his, his, bl- he doesn't disguise anything. Thanks, Norse. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't disguise anything. And teams, they, they talked about it in their own press conference. A couple yeah. of different teams said that, that, well, we kind of, we, we kind of watched tape. We kind of knew what their tendencies were. And we went straight off of that. Steve Wilkes is not trying to disguise anything. He's going to do what he's going to do. And when you don't hide it, teams are going to, this is the NFL. They're going to take advantage. Like, uh, so I, yeah, like I, he doesn't disguise things often, but I want to correct you on that fourth. And uh, when they went for it, the second time they went for it, uh, where they flustered uh, golf and he had a run to the side and and he threw short the pass, it was because he did, Steve Wilkes discussed that. Uh, disguise that defense they were showing uh man pre-snap okay. and then so they changed it they changed it up is, to uh zone what was the score what was the score of at that point uh, I, I i can't remember what was it like i mean we'd already given up points like that is my point is but he made he adjustments see, i i get it making adjustments is a different thing than just playing good defense to begin with like this team was number one in the, against the run for the last two seasons. Now yep. all of a sudden you're in the building, and no nothing changed. Like I mean, you give you get Hargrave, you add Hargrave, you add Chase Young. I could see What's maybe they maybe they don't get it as well as everybody else, but at the same time, you the base of your defense is the same. Like you cannot have that many good players on a team and. The only common denominator is is that you're calling you're calling the plays, like uh, and all of a sudden now we're not a good we're not a good run defense. If it was one or two players that just weren't making plays, I could see it, but it's the whole defense. They're not they weren't as aggressive, and even if you want to say it's one or two players, that falls on you as well, because you are the coach. You're the one. That gets these guys go uh, schemes these guys up, gets these guys going and ready to play. But he can't tackle for them. Okay, okay, well, okay. How many great players do you have to have on? How come the you can you explain to me how you could have this many good players on an, on a defense and it changed so drastically? And the only common denominator is that you're calling the plays and you're coaching. I don't know. I think it's just easy to blame a coach when things don't go right. Uh, and things go right. Everything the coach is great. Place, though, man. But you still have to execute. Uh, I'm with Tim to, uh, Twin. I'm probably here 
players got to make plays too. They got to absolutely. They got to execute. But they used to gang tackle, and I mean, you could even see it on D'Amico's card. It was called the whole thing scheme was called Swarm because it was all about gang tackling. Okay, well, we don't do that anymore because he leaves it's, guys, Steve Wilkins he is not leaves guys on islands. Yeah, but, but he's he not D'Amico. He has his own island. style. Okay, so then that's what's going to happen when you have your own style. When he has his style, you're going to leave guys on islands. They're going to miss tackles from time to time, and there's not going to be anybody else around to tackle because that's what's happening. That's what why we're so bad. What was the, the most points? What was the most points the Niners gave up all year? It's this not about year? the points. It's not, not about the points. What do you mean it's not about the points? It's not about the. You points. can move up and down like, all the all you want on the field, but if you don't score, that's what matters. We're getting, we're getting the the games that we lost. We were getting killed in time of possession. Why? Because we were playing mm-hmm. bend but don't break. Okay, well that's great, but they're taking up all the time. And then your offense doesn't have a chance to get on the field and score because now if they don't score every time they go out. Like then now it's a problem, and then we're blaming the offense. So it's uh, in in my in my opinion, in my opinion, Wil Wilkes, I'm I'm just not a fan. You're going next, Brandon. I'm just not a fan. Like uh, it, everybody has their their opinion on it. No, no, no. It's fine, and I respect your opinion, uh, really do, Pete. And I'm glad you. No, and I do yours as well. Because we're we're not always going to agree with. Listen, nobody wants to watch a show where all three of us agree on everything. Let's be honest. Ain't nobody going to want to watch a show that we're all going to agree on everything. It's always good to have healthy debates about what we think of what we see. doesn't mean that I'm right. doesn't mean you're right. It just means that you have your perspective on what you see. I have mine. And it's beautiful to bring it in respectfully into the show and, and, and speak what we believe in and then, you know, and have healthy debates. Uh, so I will always welcome that from you, Pete, because this is one of the reasons why you and, and Brandon are my co-hosts here, because I love that you have your own mind. You're not going to sit there and always agree with me or this or, or anybody. You're going to sit there. If you agree with me because I'm saying something you agree, you'll say you agree. If I'm saying something, you're like, uh-uh, like you said, I completely disagree on that. Hey, that's okay because you're bringing your flavor because I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of viewers that are watching this that agree with you. And they're not going to agree with me, and others are going to agree with me, and that's the healthy part. Brandon, uh, I'm sorry, bro. Go ahead and t- uh, say what you have to say. No, I, I was just going to say, you know, I feel like Wilkes just uh, he likes to uh, bring four and go and prevent defense a lot, or you know what I mean? Like I've seen a lot of that on Sunday's game, and it wasn't working. So then, once he did make the adjustments, I mean, you saw the difference. But like, I agree with Pete, like. I was I'm not impressed with Wilkes' uh, play calling, um, especially during the playoffs. Um, it had me wor- it has me worried some uh, for sure, and I just especially with um, going to Super Bowl against the Chiefs. I I hope he calls a better game, man, because Patrick Mahomes is no joke. He is it, and whenever you have Patrick Mahomes, I'm glad you brought him up. There's always a concern. There's always an element of oh shit. You can lose this game because of Mahomes. But he doesn't have the same offense. Like Pete mentioned earlier, that they haven't been putting a lot of points. They only put 30 points twice. Now, he's still Patrick Mahomes. He can still make something out of something. nothing. And if you you put your ears down, you're not paying attention, he'll make you pay for it. But if you can contain him, in 2019, they were able to come back because they had speed on their offense. They had Tyreek Hill... That blew what it was. That was a fifty yarders, whatever it was, that they were able to 
turn the uh, momentum around. They don't have that in, on, on this offense. They don't. They, if they fall behind by two scores to the Niners, the, them coming back is not going to be as easy, as, in my opinion, than it was in 2019. They're going to struggle a little bit. Uh, now, their defense got better. And our mm-hmm. defense got a little bit more suspect, but our offense got better. If it's a shootout between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Niners, they don't want a shootout. I can guarantee you that Patrick Mahomes does not want a shootout against the Niners. Uh, we come in with a different quarterback, a quarterback that can do way more unscripted plays than we saw that that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't do. Uh, so I think that the, the Chiefs want to jump up on top of us and play defense. That's what they want to do. They want to score and play defense on us. Uh, but if we take a two score on them, I don't see them coming back. Uh, I'll start with you, Brandon, because uh, me and Pete have been talking for a minute. You let us know if we start 14 points ahead of the Kansas City Chiefs, do you think they will struggle coming back because of the lack of the weapons? I mean, they only have the rookie, a receiver, Rice, number four, and then Kelsey. Now, Kelsey went for 11 for 11 against the Ravens, so he's definitely somebody we're going to have to stop. But would you be would you be more concerned, or not? What's the word I'm looking for? Would you be worried that they can come back like they did in 2019 because of Patrick Mahomes? As long as Kyle doesn't make the same mistake he did in 2019, and that is letting off the gas, then no, I don't think so. But once again, it's Patrick Mahomes. He can do fucking anything. Plus, the Chiefs' defense. Looks looks pretty good, man. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. I give them props for how they've been playing too, as well. So uh, that's that's my take on that. Um, but we just gotta go all gas, dude. No breaks. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Not, yeah, it's not just the the Chiefs' defense, the players, because and like and and I see you down there, twin. I'm, I'm not gonna it's like uh, we we going like you can come on my show anytime. We you know we can do this all day. Like, uh, but, uh, but the, That's an invitation the thing about, you're oh, he knows he's got an open invitation. Anytime he wants to come on, like, oh, yeah, uh, but, sure. but, uh, the, the thing about, the thing about, it's not just, okay. No, no, not to you, bro. I was, ref- no, you no, keep no, talking, no, I brother. You. I was referring no, to I, you. I, I didn't see the, the comment until, uh, like, uh, but. No, I'm not flushing you, yeah. bro. Never. So. So the P was about to beat me up through the camera. No, I was like, and then I looked at the screen and I was like, okay, like I got love you, Pete. Pete's like, don't Uh, piss me off, bro. So (laughs) I'm looking at the I'm looking at the the Chiefs defense. It's not just the defense. Like we were talking about Wilkes and his scheming and the the play calling. Guess who's one of the best play caller defensive play callers in league history in the playoffs. It's his name is Steve Spagnola, and he play and he's the court, defensive coordinator for the Chiefs, and he's known for for his play calling in the playoffs and stopping and stopping great offenses. That's what he does, even when he has lesser than players. <laughs> like uh, so, that's why I say players are great. Like it's great to have great players, but you still have to put your players in a position to 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 win. Like uh, it's all about the reason why those players are great and that they got those stats is because they were put in a position to win. It's not always just their ability. 
uh, like a guy that is a good that is a good three technique is not going to succeed if you put him in as a as just a run stuffing uh, three four uh, three four lineman. It's not going to happen because he's not in the because he's not in the right position to succeed. Even if he was all world before he got there, that's not going to happen. So it's all about it's all about putting your guys in a position to succeed. And Spagnola does it better than anyone, and especially in the playoffs and in pressure situations. So that's really who I think the uh, that Kyle. It's really Kyle versus Spagnola. I think that's the key matchup in this game. Yeah, he he definitely got into uh, Lamar uh, head a bit. He got into Kyle's head the last time they played. He's and, good uh, at that. He's the good last at that. couple of times they played. Like uh, so, it's uh, yeah. You gotta. You're that is going to be a key matchup that we're going to talk about all for the next two weeks. Absolutely, Brian. You want to add anything, brother? No. Okay. No, um. Well, I have a question for you guys. Yeah, go for it. Um, what do you call it? What's the what's the key thing that the Niners have to do to keep Mahomes can contain, um, mostly in the pocket? I feel like, um, and put pressure. You know what I mean? What What do they have to do to contain Mahomes? What do they have to do? They have to get. Honestly, I think that they need to take a a page out of, uh out of the the ravens or not the ravens but the the chiefs book i hope they don't take a page week. out of the ravens no they have to take a page out of the out of the the chiefs book last week how they played did you see how they their defensive line kind of slow play, played lamar and tried to keep him in the pocket yep like uh i that, think they that's told him be the beat, if you're gonna beat us lamar you're gonna beat us with your arm not with your legs exactly and mm-hmm. we said how that worked out but and not that mahomes can't beat us with his arm but I think it's keeping him in the pocket and like in kind of just slowly squeezing the pocket closer. <laughs> I think that's the only really the real way because uh, I, I don't think blitzing is the answer. He is like a monster against the blitz. And uh, so, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's how I feel. I, I don't know if you can really stop Mahomes. You can, but you're going to have to try to have to contain him, not stop. Exactly. Him. And double team Kelsey. Take away Kelsey. Find, figure out a way to take away Kelsey. Yeah. Yeah. You got double team Kelsey or triple team something. Yeah. You gotta, <laughs> not, that that, not that we really do that in our defense. No, no. You like, know what? Uh, you know what? Personally, you don't even have to triple. You just got to hit him. Hit yeah. him. Let, hit, let him know. You might get some catches, but you're going to get hit. You're not going to get open luck. You're not going to get a, a first down, not getting touched. You're going to get hit. You come down the middle. Uh, Fred Warner or Greenlaw, gonna, we're going to be here all day, Kelsey. We're going to be here all day. You catch the ball, we're going to make you pay. And don't start getting into Kelsey's head. Uh, trust me, you keep getting hit like that. Um, I think stopping uh, Mahomes, it's not something that the Niners will be successful, but I think they could contain him. Uh, I think they need to play man um, and mix it up with uh, zone. I mean, play zone, mix it up with man. Uh, blitz, but don't over blitz. Uh, pick your uh, pick your times to blitz, and you gotta hit home with the blitz. You can't just blitz and allow him to escape because that's when he will kill you. So you gotta make sure you you anticipate those blitz. Don't blitz too much, but keep him. Uh, make him run. 
Uh, I, honestly, I don't even. I don't even think that uh, that that Mahomes is really the, the what they should be focusing on. They should just be focusing on stopping Pacheco and stopping the run. Like if they can just yeah. stop the run, like uh, there. This is not the same Chiefs team on offense that we faced in 2019. Like uh, I'm making Mahomes make throws like outside the numbers, and but I'm I'm clogging up the middle of the field. And I'm making them try like they're going to and making them move away from the run. Like, because that's what they're going to do. They're going to come out and run the ball. Like, they're, I mean, because the 49ers have to prove they can stop it. If they don't stop it, the uh, Andy Reid is gonna, just going to keep doing it to death. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. So, I'm with you on that. Uh, guys, um, make sure to hit the like button uh, if, and subscribe if you haven't subscribed. All our channels are in the description below. Uh, make sure to follow my boy Pete on his channel. He does great things there. Make sure to follow Brandon. He does the same thing. Uh, their channels are growing. They're great content creators supporting the San Francisco 49ers. All their information, all their platforms are in the description below. Make sure when you the show's over, take a moment and click on those and make sure to support them. Um but yeah, I think uh listen, personally I I like the matchup against uh the Kansas City Chiefs because if Brock Purdy beats and I say if, not that I'm not confident, but I'm also a realist. I'm not going to sit there and tell the future if I could. I already won the lotto already. But if Brock Purdy beats Mahomes, his life besides the Super Bowl, his life is going to be changed forever because at that point, I don't think they should do it now, but they, at that point, they will never call him a game manager again. And if they do, they're just idiotic people that don't know what they're talking about because you beat, not only do you win the Super Bowl, but you beat Patrick Mahomes. There's only two quarterbacks that's ever beaten Patrick Mahomes. Tom Brady. Tom Brady and Joe Burrow. That's it. If you beat, if you become the third quarterback to beat Tom Brady, I mean, excuse me, um, Mahomes, and then you do it in the Super Bowl, um, I, I, I'll i be the first one to watch first things first uh, to see Nick Wright's stupid Ooh. big nose, a big-ass oh nose on the air. Try Dude, to get out of this one. Hilarious. How are you, how <laughs> are you going to get out of this one, my friend? How are you going to sit to the Mahomes? Especially if Brock outplays Mahomes. And you might say, well, I don't think I, that could happen. Believe it or not, that could happen. If our defense comes to play and the defense tightens up the way we know they can play and they play and don't give up foolish yards, there's no reason why Brock Purdy cannot play because uh, he plays well under pressure. They're going to be pressed, but they they lost Charlie Aminihi, one of their, uh, besides jo uh, uh, Jones, he is one of their good pass rushers. Um, so their defense is good, but our offense is better. Uh, in my opinion, and I think we, you know, because we've been putting up 30 points how many times? They only put up 30 points twice, and they've been keeping it in the 20s for the most part. I mean, against the Ravens, they only put up 17 points. The reason why the, the Ravens lost, in my personal, is they turned the ball over three times. You know how many times the, the Chiefs turned it over? Zero. Yeah. You're not going to win when you turn it over three times. Uh, and yet, they were, uh, they held them to 10 points. 
and the Ravens defense only held Patrick Mahomes to North. 17. It's not like the, yeah. it's the Patrick Mahomes that are scoring 30, 40 points in a game. I'm not worried about their offense. I'm more concerned about our defense, if you ask me. Oh, absolutely. Hey, uh, what's their what's their passing defense ranked right now? What's up, David McNiner? Welcome. They have two really good corners. I know that. Yeah. McDuffie is a good – he's, he's an all-pro. And LeJarius Sneed is nice. Yeah. The uh, linebacking they're, and they're physical uh, and they're physical and they're physical. Yes, this is where you're, that, this is where the MVP, in my opinion, and we're going to talk about that. And it, it, it can change throughout the weeks when we have more shows. But mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, if, if we're going to need Debo to really, really step up uh, in this game, I think he's going to be the X factor. Uh, I know a lot of people say Christian McCaffrey and a, hey, but I think uh, listen. Chris, uh, Debo was a rookie in that first Super Bowl. Fred yeah. Warner was his second uh, year. Uh, it was Kittle's third year. It it, it, it was uh, Greenlaw's first, uh, rookie. Um, Bosa, rookie. All these guys, it Bosa. was they were like oh, yeah, kids at a candy store. They went to the Super Bowl as rookies, so they're sitting there like, oh my God, look at all these stars, look at all these toys, and kind of got caught up in the moment. These guys are not going back to this Super Bowl caught up in the moment. They know what they got to do to get a dub. They're not going into the Super Bowl with all the lights and the flashes and, oh, look at I arrived. Look at us. We're here for the first time. These are veterans, seasoned veterans now. Especially they lost that first Super Bowl. They know the taste of losing a Super Bowl, and they did not like that taste. Um, Patrick Mahomes is going to have to play an A++ game to try to beat us. I am very confident in our team. Yeah, and can can we just say something about Purdy? Like, uh, I don't know if anybody watched uh, QB School this week. No, not uh, yet. He broke down the, uh, the the Purdy performance, and it was it was better than I think a lot of people are like would give him credit for. Not only that, not only that, Purdy did what it took to win, and I think that's, that's what weird. I'm most impressed like uh, by him. There was no quarterback that really did otherworldly anything, like uh, as far as statistics go. So it's really, it's really in the playoffs. It's about who can make the most plays that that can get the win. And Purdy has shown over and over again that that's what he's about. He's gonna make plays, and he's gonna make reads. And he is going to trust in the offense. He's going to run this offense to the utmost. And it's, it's just, it's just, I'm really, I'm really confident going into this game that Purdy is going to make the right decisions. The only person that throws a wrench in all of this is Spagnola. I, I just, I, that guy finds way that guy. So we Purdy or not Purdy Brady's the goat, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, Spagnola has confused Brady multiple times, <laughs> and like uh, it's so it's just it it's just it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of anxiety. But I think I think Purdy is this guy, and this is the thing: if he gets through this game, he wins. He wins. It's not about the criticism. Who cares about the criticism if they win? <laughs> like uh, it's how does this make him grow going forward? 
let's say he wins the the Super Bowl next season. He's had all this playoff experience and he's won a Super Bowl now. He's we're set up for this foreseeable future. <laughs> like uh, that's our not, not that he's not already our quarterback, but he's real. I mean, he's cemented at that point. And we don't ever have to hear about uh, quarterback controversies, Trey Lance, Jimmy G, whatever. We don't have to listen to that anymore. Like uh, it's just, it's all about it's going to be all about Purdy at that point, and what this team is going to put around Purdy to make this work and keep it rolling. Yep. Real quick question: Did the Detroit Lions lose any of their running backs to injury in the game that they just played, or no. did they both finish? No, they both finished. All right, so we gave up over 148 yards, if not mistaken, mm-hmm. in the first quarter or in yeah, the first half. They only half. had eight carries in the second half. Eight <laughs> carries and for only 34 runs. And they're like, I heard a lot of Lions fans complaining. Wow, they should have run the board. They couldn't run on us in the second Welcome. half. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome to the to the club, like yeah. of us complaining about yeah. running. Yeah, they couldn't <laughs> run against us in the second half. The Niners were dominating. They, they they put their foot down. They woke their ass up, and, and they played great football. We need to watch the f- third and third and fourth quarter of that game with that defense, and they need to start like that quarter number one against the Chiefs. If they do that, this offense will put up points on their defense. As good as their defense is, this offense will put up points against that defense it's to me is the key can we stop can we stop their uh, offense on our defense we can't give up the bubble screens we can't give up the certainty we got to make sure we tackle if we tackle if we tackle and stop the run this game will be in our favor I'm not tripping on that I just want to rec- I just want to acknowledge real quick our girl, Red Jet Shouts. How Jet? you doing, girl? Appreciate Welcome. Uh, we got a um, couple of uh, questions in here that we're going to address, and then we'll move on. We've been on here for about an hour. It's exciting to always talk Super Bowl. Uh, let it sink in, ladies and gentlemen, that we're in the Super Bowl. Now, I want to address something real quick, um, and I think me and Pete are kind of in the same boat when it comes to this. I don't think Brandon as much and uh, because he's young and he wants a Super Bowl win. Um, you know, the whole Super Bowl or bus scenario. Yeah. Uh, listen, if, unless you're Patrick Mahomes, you've been to four Super Bowls in five years. Okay, that's, that's crazy. But yeah. besides him, under Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, the San Francisco 49ers in five years have been to four NFC championship games and two Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Let that sink in. Do we want to win the Super Bowl this time around? Of course. Do we want to ho- hoist the Lombardi Trophy? Of course. Are If we don't win, are there going to be a lot of devastated, disappointed fans? Yes. But you can't. I beseech you not to take away what a great season we had. I don't know about you guys, 
I enjoyed watching every game of this season. I've been walking with my head up. Yes, we have won games. Uh, you know, I've been, you know, wearing my gear everywhere I go. The nine, what's the nine of my flags on my car, the flag on my hood, everything. Why? Because the Niners have been consistent. Do we want to win the Super Bowl? Absolutely. Absolutely. Ain't nobody going to be more devastated than the Niner players and the coaches. Okay? Mm-hmm. More than the fans, believe it or not. But they're going to give it their all. But getting the number one seat, Pete, getting the number one seat, Brandon, winning your division, making it to the Super Bowl with your second-year quarterback, first-time uh, starter, you can't sit there and tell me. You can't, but I'm not going to listen that they have not been successful in what they have done. And we have great coach, and we have a great GM, and they've been kicking ass uh, since they've been here in the draft, free agencies, uh, and winning. We just haven't won it, and it's how many? Who has the most Super Bowls? Let me ask that question. I'll ask Brandon because it's an easy. How many Super Bowls are the most? How many Supers have been won the most? Don't mention the teams. Uh, No, just, just a number. Six. Okay, so there's no more. There's no team out there that has more than six Super Bowls, right? Mm-hmm. How many? This is what Super Bowl Fifty Eight. Let mm-hmm. that sink in. And Fifty Eight Super Bowls. There's only two teams that has won six. No more than six. It's not easy to win or go to the Super Bowl uh, and win it. It is hard. It doesn't mean you suck. It doesn't mean that you don't try. It doesn't. Ball has to bounce your way. Sometimes you can just be right there. Uh, the Buffalo Bills lost the damn Super Bowl because the kicker missed a field goal against oh. the Giants. Shit, the whole game was good for the Buffalo except that freaking kick. It is hard. Only two teams have six. Your Niners are two teams that have five with the Cowboys, and then the two teams with four is is the. Um, Packers and Giants. And then you start dropping down to three and twos and ones. The most Super Bowls won has been six. Brady has more Super Bowls than a team does. That's how hard True. it is to win Super mm-hmm. Bowls. So all I'm saying is if we win a Super Bowl, great. I'll be right there with you. We're going to the parade with Super Bowl chance. But don't, I don't know, the whole fire Kyle, if we don't win a Super Bowl, is Who a bunch is of saying BS. fire Kyle at this point? Like, yeah, I mean, I yeah, mean, who uh, is Brandon saying that who. at this point? Like, Brandon I mean, uh, I mean, for real. I like, the and there is no, there is no. <laughs> I love team, him though, but there is no team that would not trade places with you as a fan. If you want to go, if you want to go root for that team, then go for it. <laughs> like, uh, there's no team that is gonna that is gonna not gonna trade places with you. Maybe the Chiefs fans <laughs> right now. Yeah, but like. Uh, but other than them, who else? Nobody would would trade where we are as a team and as a culture and as an organization right now. Then then where the the 49ers at four out of the five last five NFC championships game national or NFC championship games and then you been you're going to your second Super Bowl? Come on. That like I mean Kyle's not going anywhere. Get used to it. If you're complaining about it still, then then I mean, you might as well just start looking for another team yeah. because it's it's he's not going anywhere anytime soon. 
and I'm talking about we're going to look up five years. The only way that he's going anywhere is if he just decides to retire. Or passes and like, away. <laughs> and God forbid. That, that's, that, I mean, that that's literally the only way. And, like, we're talking it would have he would have to suck for the next, like, four or five years for, like, uh, for the, them to get to that point to where they want to get rid of Kyle. They're, he's not going anywhere. And I don't want him to go anywhere. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, I love the culture of this team. I love, just like Beto said, I love watching this team uh, play football. And do we win every time? No. That's football. Yeah. That's sports. You don't like, get uh, to win all of them. You don't get to, you don't get to just tell them, oh, you got to do this or else. Like, that's not the way that sports goes. You love it when it happens. You, you know what's funny, and I want you to uh, add into that, Brandon. Niner fans, we we are truly spoiled that we have a great organization. Yeah, truly, you know why? <laughs> really? The Lions. The last time the Lions been to an NFC Championship was 1991, over 30 years. Okay, um, the the Cowboys have not even smelled anything near an NFC Championship uh, game. They it's will not, never. It's not easy to get. To the NFC Championship game. It's not. We've been there three years straight in a row. Three years. We Yes, it sucked that we lost to the Rams. It sucked that we lost our quarterback and we lost to the Eagles. But we, we were there. We got to watch an extra game that other teams could not. Now we, we, now we came through, we punched through, and we made it to the Super Bowl. What, whatever happens, we're going to enjoy a whole week of, of media, Super Bowl media, talk about our Niners. Some are going to be negative. Some, a lot of them are going to be positive. But we're going to hear interviews from our players on the, plo- mm-hmm. on the podium. Why? Because they are there. We're going to watch the big airplane with the flag, Niner flag in the window, go fly, uh, landing in Las Vegas. Take all that in. Take it all in and jo- be proud of your team. Take it in that we are in the Super Bowl. Now, if we win it, hey, man, then we can just, if you drink, get drunk, whatever you do, do. But don't feel like a failure because we didn't win it. It's We're so spoiled. We've been, you know what? It's been, it's so easy for us to get to an NFC Championship game, guys, that it's not enough anymore. Oh, it's just, yeah. I don't care about NFC Championships anymore. All yeah. I want is a Super Bowl. You know how many fans out there? And if you say you don't care about the fans, well, then you're not really love sports. Uh, it's, it's more about you and me, 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 you know, yeah, emotional. It's about shit. the team. It's about yeah. the team. And, like, when I was growing up, it didn't matter. Like, win, lose, whatever, indifferent. Like, that's my squad. Yeah. And you roll with them. That's it's it's really about it's really about uh, your, your uh, – it's really about you and your – and how you feel about your, your loyalty. Yeah. And sports is all about loyalty and it's all about, and I mean, there's some people that don't take it as seriously as us and I, and I get it. I get it like that's And that's fine. You sport, you fan the way that you want to fan at the same time, at the same time, like I said, Kyle ain't going nowhere. So you can and complain. Why, you, why would all you, you want, want to go? Who are you yeah. going to replace them with? But that's what I'm saying. Everybody can fan the way that they want to fan. You want to complain? That's fine. No problem. You're going to be complaining against that wall over there because no, he's not going nowhere. So you can get mad about it, but unless you're going to go somewhere, unless you're leaving and going to be a fan of another team, just know that you're going to be frustrated. Quick, question, <laughs> like, question real quick. 
Name me top five coaches right now in the league. Top five. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to put Andy Reid up there. And Obviously. Then, uh, I would put Thomas up there. Mike Tomlin? Yeah. Okay. I yeah. wouldn't. I oh, wouldn't my God, bro. Five. You are tripping. Yeah. I, he hasn't I wouldn't had a losing season five. yet. He hasn't. Okay. Ha- he ha- so what? Oh, <laughs> so what? You're just contradicting yourself. No, <laughs> I mean, I no. What I'm no, I didn't. Like what I said is that that if you're looking at if they haven't had a lot losing has, season. When was the last time Tomlin was in an AFC, AFC Championship game? What was the time he had a quarterback since since Rosberger uh, left? And I mean, he still even when he had Rosberger. He had Roethlisberger, and, and he, he won a Super Bowl, AFC Championship, and he won a Super like Bowl. A, okay, he won. He's got one. That doesn't mean he's top five. Does he? Is he top five because he got one? Okay, go ahead. Name me your top five. I will interrupt. Sorry. Top five. Name your top, uh, and I will ask Brandon. See. Think about yours, Brandon. Today, today, I and everybody say, in the chat, do the same if you like. Like uh, today, I would say. Uh, let's see. Let's go. Like Chiefs. Let me look at the. Let me make sure that I'm not forgetting anybody. <laughs> uh, so I would say the Andy Reid, number one. Okay. Uh, and then I'm going to say, ooh, this is going to piss off a lot of people. That's all right, bro. <laughs> this is, these are, this forget it. This is your top five. I'm going to have to put McVay in there. Okay. Uh, and then I'm going to say, I'm going to say John, uh, I'm going to say John Harbaugh. I'm going to say John Harbaugh. Uh, And then I'm going to say Kyle. Okay. And let's see who else we got. Well, he just got fired. So that's not, (laughs) that's not a good one. Uh, I mean, the Belichick would have been up there, but I mean, he's, and he would be going off of just past experience too, as well. Uh, Oh, I would say Green Bay coach. I'd put him in the oh, top LaFleur? five. Yeah, Matt I would put LaFleur. LaFleur in there. Okay. I put LaFleur in there. And uh oof, I mean, I guess I'm looking at the rest. I'm uh, it's it's really a kind of a toss up who you put in at number five. Because I think that there's a lot of good coach. I mean, you might have to put Mike McDaniel <laughs> as number five. Okay. Like I mean, he, what he did to turn around that Miami squad when they were nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I mean, it, it, you could go a di- you could go Cincinnati coach too, if you really wanted to. I know they didn't make the playoffs, but I mean, he made it to a Super Bowl and he he kind of turned around that organization as well. But uh, I would go with Mike McDaniel probably. Mike McDaniel, like uh, for my top five. Okay, real quick, let me bring bring in the super chat. Uh, and then uh, we'll give it to Brandon so Brandon can do. I want to hear his five, top five. But we got a super.
Go ahead. Be, and then Brandon, give me your five after. Um, so what I noticed by looking at that list is there's really not that many great coaches in the league right now. Mm-mm. There's really not. And like, uh, and it, it could, it could swing either way on any given, any given season. And, but I, I see the, the five I gave are the people that I see that are, that I feel like are, could consistently be good. And like, uh, and I know that, uh, the one, the last one I made didn't make the playoffs, but like, uh, I still feel like they, they've got that team moving in the right direction. They just had some unfortunate mishaps, but, uh, but yeah, the like, uh, but yeah, can I can I say why I don't think Tomlin is is there real quick? Yeah, like uh, I just this, this is the thing. I don't give kudos to people just for being mediocre. <laughs> like I just don't, and I get it, and I get it, like uh, that he hasn't had a losing season, that he makes the playoffs with Mason Rudolph. I get it, but you know. Some of that, the reason why they have they have players on his team. It's not like they don't. Like, he has struggled to find an offense that works. <laughs> he struggled to find a quarterback uh, for his team. He's struggled to, uh, to keep his team healthy, just like Kyle used to get uh, blamed for in the past. He has struggled in, in those aspects. And like, uh, if you're okay with just barely making the playoffs and then getting blown out, hey, like, uh, go for it. <laughs> like, uh, I just don't think that the the Steelers are going to be going anywhere anytime soon, anytime soon. Like, it's not even going to be a question. If they do make the playoffs, they're going to get blown out, just like every season. Yeah, I, I'm with, I'm with. You know, I hear you. I, he's one of my top. You know, at least top ten. Uh, coaches out there. Top 10, yes. Absolutely. He's uh, an amazing coach, a never losing season. Um, and he motivates his players. Players love him, play for him. Um, but, uh, uh, and real quick, uh, before I answer uh, Twins Empire's question, uh, Brandon, Ooh, who are your top five quarterbacks, buddy? Um, I'm going to go with Andy Reid, Shani, uh, Matt LaFleur. Um, it gets rough. <laughs> I'll say, like, are we just talking about like as of like right now, right now, right now. Yeah, not all time. Okay. Um, I'll say McVeigh as well. Um, McVeigh's a good pick. I know it's not popular because he's a Rams coach, but he's one hell of a coach. Yeah, hell of a coach. And I'm going to say, I know he's only had one year in, but I'm going to say D'Amico. Ooh, that's, the, I wanted to say him. <laughs> like, you know, but I, I hear where yeah. you're coming from, Brandon. I do. And I love D'Amico, but he only, I, I need to see more consistency yeah, than just one all. year. Yeah. That was is the only reason why I didn't. Was it like just a good back. year or is he consistent? These other coaches have been consistent. Yeah, D'Amico is a leader in men. Like, yes, uh, let, let's just be clear on that. Like, uh, and he's not dropping that, his shorts like Mike Singletary. Yeah, <laughs> yes, he is all the good things of Mike Singletary with all the without all the the pant dropping. 
I don't, Sean Payton has kind of fallen off of the grid for me, honestly. I think Sean Payton was more of a, uh, I think Drew Brees carried him, if anything. Than you got to give him credit coach. for what he did. Uh, like, he did pull that team out of the depths this season. Like, uh, I will say that that team. Yeah, but he's like the same guy that gave up 70 points, too. I get it. I get it. But at the same to time, Miami. that team was in dire straits. It had no direction. No, that's true. It had no direction. And he came in, he put, uh, he put, uh, what's it called? Russ, uh, Russ in his place. And I get it that people feel bad about the way that he treated Russ. And he probably could have handled that better. I'm not saying he's a nice guy. What I'm saying is that he did come in there and he got what? How many wins did they have? They almost made the playoffs. Yeah. And those came late, by the yeah. way. They went on a streak. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you got to give the man, Sean Payton his credit. He he is, I think he is a really good coach. I just think that he's not the best human being on the planet. But, I mean. Yeah, there's, there's only one coach that I will replace Shanahan with immediately is Andy Reid. He's the yeah. only one that I will replace uh, Shanny with. I like Shanny. Does he, listen, does he make some moron plays? Is he conservative when he shouldn't be? Does he not go for it as much as uh dan campbell does he's he's not as aggressive blah 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 if you really want to nitpick you're going to always find something no matter who it is but look mm -hmm. at the body of work see people look at what's happening today look at the body of work of what shannon has done not only that but he has changed since 2017 he has made adjustments he made improvements he's not the same coach that he was in 2017 he's a better coach than he was then um just like uh, Jed York is a better owner than he was when he first took over. Oh, much. He's he's not in nobody's. He's not in the cameras no more. He hired. Yeah. Let him coach. You. Everybody learns from their mistakes. It's show me a body of work. If you can show me that you have that you have changed and gotten better from day one to where you're at today, I'm encouraged by that. I've seen a lot of great things. Again, four NFC Championship games and two Super Bowls now under Kyle. But yet people want Kyle fi fired because they don't get what they want. They want a Super Bowl or they want this or Kyle doesn't do it. And it's funny, I I do it sometimes too, so I'm in the boat, but a lot of us content creators, for the most part, uh, know better than Kyle. But we're sitting on the camera on YouTube uh, and Kyle's getting paid millions to coach. Yeah. At the end of the day, Kyle knows better. Now, it doesn't mean that we have to agree with everything Kyle does. No, I certainly don't. And it's nothing wrong with criticize. Criticize Kyle. Crit One thing is about criticizing for what he does wrong. Fine. But asking to fire him, that's just in your feelings. When you ask to fire him, criticize him. He does this, this, this wrong. He needs to change this. He needs to stop being so damn conservative. Look at, uh, you know, look at the game against... Um, the Lions, that last touchdown they gave up. Yep. He played conservative. And played, well, it's Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes listens to Kyle. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you, Kyle tells Steve Wilkes, put your foot down and don't let him score. Uh, Steve Wilkes is going to try not to play uh, preview defense. I hate that, oh, by the way. You could tell that. a couple of times in that game that they, the camera was on Kyle and he was in that microphone and you knew he was talking to Steve Wilkes. 
Yep, he wasn't like, talking uh, to his mother. A couple of her. times. Yeah. Like, yeah, he uh, was so, pissed. But I question, especially when we were getting gashed. <laughs> real quick question before before like before we get out of here because I got to get going. Yeah, like it's, uh, it's, it's been over an hour. Sorry. The McVeigh, McVeigh or Shanny? Shanny. I'll take Shanahan. And I, I mean, think, I know I we're going to speak a better player sentimentally. Coach. Like, uh, I know sentimentally we're going to always say Shanny. Like, uh, but do you, like, uh, what do you think of the culture that the 49ers have as opposed to the culture that the Rams have? Because, because the Rams, say what you want, they came in, they weren't supposed to win three games this season. No, he can coach. He, he can coach if you if you can put that the, the coaching uh, play calls the way he 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 writes down play calls Shani into McVeigh's head and, and and combine them two, holy crap yeah. you might get a Bill Walsh out of it. Um, let me tell you, McVeigh. He's a, I know he's a MSS uh, co- a coach of a, of the Rams, but if you love football, you will respect uh, when respect is due. And McVeigh has like like Pete said. He brought uh, this team out of the ashes. Yeah. Out of the ashes. I mean, this team was not supposed to win no more than five. And they went they went all the way to the playoffs. And they gave the Lions a good fight. Uh, you know what I mean? Yes, they have Stafford. But he had a bunch of rookies. One thing I do I like mean, about McVay. Yeah, they had the most rookies starting his, at any team. He trusts his rookies way more than Shani does. Yeah, and he'll give, and if rookie makes a mistake for McVay, he will still allow you to make another mistake. Shanahan, you make one mistake, especially if it's you're crucial, done. you're done. And that's one thing I don't like about McVay. I mean, excuse me, Shanahan. That's one thing yeah. I like to. But if I had to choose one over the other, man, that's a hard one. Because hey, <laughs> love it or not, <laughs> McVay won a Super Bowl already. Yeah, Shanahan has it. True. So there's no denying that's it. That's why it's a rough question. It's a rough question. But I, I love Shani. I love Shani and for better or for worse. And I I feel like it's gonna be so so satisfying when he gets this ring. Yeah, he's gonna get it. And like and I just feel like it's gonna be so satisfying because all of that talk at that point becomes moot. Like uh, it becomes moot. No longer can people say, "Oh, well, he's better because he McVay is better because he he won one already." That now they'd be in the exact same spot. They'd both been the two Super Bowls, and they, and each one of them got one. So, yeah, I I, I just think uh, like uh, I, so I Shani's Shani. behind the eight ball. You're right. This is Shani's second mm-hmm. Super Bowl. If he wins it, oh oh you're oh you were making reference if we win it. Then yeah, yes. no, yeah. If we win it, and like, uh, I, I just, I want Shanny to win it so bad because I, I, man, I, I just appreciate the, the everything that he brings to the table and the, the culture him and him and uh, John Lynch and John Lynch have built. Like, I just think that people take that for granted so much, and that the culture of this team, heck yeah, they do, is just so ill. It is so ill, like to have a team where the players. I mean, think about this for a second, and I'm not, and I'm going to make this quick. Think about this for a second. 
players from other active players from other teams were coming to to uh to have the pre to get into the pregame warm up with our current players because they had to come back because they loved Solomon Thomas so much. Uh, you had uh, who else? Uh, Z, yeah, Z's. It's just they came back and just just a support. Yep, that speaks to the culture that this team has put together. No backbiting. Nobody's above. Nobody's above someone else. It's all business. Yep. The the the. You know what McGlinchey said? Like uh, that that was is that what he loved about the process was that they were fully transparent with him. They told him we're probably not going to be able to keep you. You may not We're like not him, but you know, you know he's gonna be keep he's gonna shoot it straight. And Sherman said the same thing. He yeah. said he appreciated the way they just came to him and said and and told it exactly the way it was. Yeah, they did and not like run around a, the bush. They said and it. That's yeah. really what it's about. I think that a, mo- a majority of teams and businesses and corporations mm. and all these would just do that. Just be honest about it <laughs> and what it is, we would have a lot like uh People would have a lot better cultures in their buildings. Yep. Brandon, anything you want to say before we get out of here? Uh, no, just uh, make sure you hit that like, subscribe button on all platforms. Um, we're all live on each of, of our, our platforms. The links are in the bottom. If you don't have their Twitter or their Instagram, whatever you may not have of them, look in the comments below and, and, the, and you'll see it there. Click on it. Go support them. They do great work. Gentlemen, it's been fun. We'll be here next Tuesday, God willing, at 630 to talk more football. Everyone in the chat, you guys have been amazing. You guys are the MVP of tonight. Appreciate each and every one of them with the amazing comments, uh, keeping the chat engaged. It's when we go go, fight later. Yeah, let's go get number six. Let's handle our business. Regardless of what happens, though, We are in the Super Bowl. We're going to have fun. Take it all in. Enjoy it. Don't stress out about who we're playing, this or that. Can we win? Enjoy Enjoy it. it every day and take it one day at a time. If we get the victory at the end, we're going to enjoy it that much more. But don't ruin it today, what's going to happen in in about two weeks. Enjoy it. All right, guys. We are out of here. God bless. Take care. Go Niners and Brock Purdy. Go Niners. Thank you for managing the hell out of this team. Peace. Peace.